It's Get Fit, Stay Healthy, a part of TA7 Productions, Inc., now combined with my syndicated radio show, Life in the Groove, and I'm your host, Tina Anderson. And today, it's the show featuring Michael Mantel, Dr. Michael Mantel. Fabulous. You're going to want a pen and some paper to write down all these notes and uh, acronyms he gives for living better and healthier and longer. I don't even know where to start. He's, he's done so much. He's been on Oprah, Good Morning America, and he works with the police and the hospital and uh, has all kinds of tips for you. He's a mental health performance coach. So uh, just get ready for lots of good tidbits on Get Fit, Stay Healthy. And don't forget, TinaAndersonOC.com is where we can connect. Please connect with me where you can find out all the good stuff that I'm doing and involved with, and I'd love to hear from you. All right, so here we go. Dr. Michael Mantel and Life in the Groove. Oh, I love that one. I gave you that one, didn't I? I did, Jay. Yeah, that's uh, that's a Tom Sawyer uh, kind of mashup, though. It's a little bit different. Anyway, welcome to Life in the Groove. Groovesters, we are broadcasting from the beautiful second floor Alchemy Water Studios, where I'm serving up doses of clarity, inspiration, fun, levity, and practical tips so you can live the good life and live it healthy and strong and with some levity which is what my blog is all about at tinaandersonoc.com and this is Tina Anderson uh, by the way toll free 855-892-9606 you can talk to me at like I said tinaandersonoc.com where I have different sections there I talk about my life and things that I care about things I've gone through I talk about health and fitness and I also like to put in some comedy because I believe that laughter is medicine for the soul, as well as some live jams from the other show I do. Listen, you got to hook up with me there. Uh, That's kind of a weird way to say it. My featured kind of blog post right now that I have up, and um, this will tie into the guest that I have on the line already because he's that good. I'm not waiting for the second segment. I have the uh, research study from ACE on effective ab exercises. Quite interesting because I'm not a crunch, traditional crunch person, but... The research uh, tells me a little, something that um, I need to know about, you know, using those maybe a little bit more. So you should go and read that and check out uh, the 16 different exercises and also a diet and exercise jumpstart for June. I also have stuff up there about my journey with um, eating disorder, with bulimia, since our guest last week talked about anorexia and I'm very transparent. So uh, go there and, you know, get your fill for the day because I'm sure you're missing me all the time when you don't listen. So, of course. Uh, okay. So today on the show, Michael Mantel is my guest and he's a mental health performance coach and he's advisor to literally like everyone, you know, except for Donald Sterling. Otherwise, Donald Sterling wouldn't have done what he did. Uh, he's been with Ace for a while, a long time and featured on Oprah. Nightline, Larry King at Good Morning America, among many others. And he works with uh, the police and the hospitals and uh, he's SAG-AFTRA and, you know, won an Emmy. And anyway, so I'm bringing him into my first segment. Hello, Dr. Michael Mantel. Hello, Tina. Good to be with you. Yeah, so I'm bringing him in on the first segment as I do some news and I'm sure he'll want to comment on this. And then we'll jump into you, all about you in the next segment. So in the next, like, six and a half minutes, we're going to... We're going to touch on the news. So this first thing I want to bring up, guys, and I've said before that, and, you know, don't hate me, but I'm going to say it. I'm, I really believe this. If you are letting your kids eat constant junk food all the time and you're not helping them to understand the difference and you're letting them 
become not just a little overweight but obese. I believe it is a form of child abuse. What you were setting them up for, when I volunteered in schools and I've been out there with PE with kids who are fat, let's just use the real word, obese, fat, and it is heartbreaking. I'm in tears watching them. That is not fair. Don't do that to your kids. Now, here's, there's, here's what could possibly be the reason why it's happening because I don't get it. I don't get it. How you can sit and look at your kids grow and get bigger and bigger at age 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 and put them through that. Well, there was a study out. Researchers from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, where my dad went actually, uh, recently determined that approximately half of parents do not recognize overweight or obesity in their own children. They compared, um, or they looked at 69 studies that assessed parental perceptions of children's weight and then compared perceptions to recognized standards for defining overweight. And this took place um, from 1990 to 2012, and it featured kids ages 2 through 18. 50.7% of parents underestimate their overweight, obese children's weight, and 14.3% of parents underestimate normal weight in their children. Half of parents underestimated their children's overweight, obese status and a significantly uh, smaller underestimated children's normal weight. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, what? You guys, how do you... Listen, I know how it is to look in the mirror and not see that you're getting bigger because it does happen. Like all of a sudden you look at a picture on Facebook and you go, holy, you know what? Do I really look like that? And, you know, video and pictures do add some weight. Having the, done a little acting, I don't have an Emmy, but I've done uh, my two years of acting and videos and, you know, industrials and commercials. So I know how that works. Trust me. How do you, how do you, how does this happen? Now, we're going to talk about obesity with you, but just briefly, how do parents, Dr. Michael Mantel, look at their kids and not know? They are well, obese. I think part of it is that um, parents are a little are high on this n- invented idea of kids' food. Oh, that's kids' food. It's good for them. Um, no, no parent in their right mind wants to understand that they're feeding their kids to premature death. But in fact, they are. We are, and we do it by uh, soothing ourselves by to, to, and convincing ourselves this is kids' food. Uh, you know, you have to finish everything on the plate. All these kind of crazy ideas that are out there. Um, but there is this belief that if I, if, I, if I try to help my kid and I fail, then I'm even a worse parent. So uh, there's so many there's so many ways to look at this. But, I, but one of the things that I will tell you is that I think that um, parents are responsible, loving, attentive, solid people but if you look at them themselves, if they have a kid who's overweight, obese, I'll use the word, fat, they have to admit something about themselves. I failed my kid. Who wants to do that? Oh, true. Do you think parents look at their kids with that, like, oh, but he's not fat. He's just, you know, he's whatever. And they, they actually, like, we sometimes don't see ourselves bigger. We lose the, the reality of that. Our, our perception takes over versus reality. How do you look at someone who's, let's say, 60, 75 pounds overweight and not see Gosh, my kid's obese. I don't, I don't think they're obese. Right. Of course they are. Right, of course they are. But, here, here, look, Tina, here's the thing. A lot of parents are, uh, are drinking the Kool-Aid of baby fat. They tell themselves, it's just baby fat. He'll grow, or she'll grow out of it. Mm-hmm. No, they won't. They'll grow into more. More. They'll grow more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to grow out of that. All right. Well, I, I'm just, I'm, listen, if, you're, if you are listening right now and you're not sure if, 
your kids are overweight, you know, get some help. Don't, but don't worry just about BMI right away. Cause that, that's, that can lead you down the wrong path as well. Although I know like, you know, bodybuilders can have too high a BMI and all that stuff, but you know, to research it, find someone who knows what they're doing, a dietitian or a trainer or someone who has a history of working with adolescents or something and get some, get some support, get some help, get a second, third opinion and uh, realize that uh, what Dr. Michael Mantel said and what I'm saying is he said premature death, which is god awful to think about. I'm saying child abuse. Think of it in harsh terms if it that's what it takes, because uh, I just think so many parents think, oh, whatever, it'll be fine. They, you know, it's not a big deal. And the kids are getting tortured at school. Mentally, there's no way they're not struggling more than they should be. And God knows what it's like to be an adolescent these days. And then to be fat. You know, How Tina, dare you? Tina, I, I use something called a decisional balance. It's really simple, and you, your listeners can use this. Ask yourself this. What advantage and what disadvantage is there for me to do something about my child's weight? And what advantage and what disadvantage is there for me to ignore it? So when the pediatrician or the trainer, the, the gym teacher, whoever it may be, says, you know, your kid needs to lose a little bit of weight, what advantage and disadvantage is there for me to listen what advantage and disadvantage is there for me to not to listen, to ignore that? It'll pop out so clear, and then you have to do something about it. Oh, that's great. What would you call that again? The decisional balance. Okay, i got to write that down so I can use a term that you use. I'm going to be like, <laughs> Dr. Michael Mantel uses decisional oh, balance, and that's what I use now. So, okay, listen, we're going to come back in the next segment, and before we jump into all about Dr. Michael Mantel, guess what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about a study or some research that came out, and I saw an article back late last year, and but I can't wait to talk about this because I hope this hasn't, this hasn't happened to you or your kids because I'm kind of talking about kids right now, and this is now we're going to go into adolescence. So even if your kids are not obese, you might have to tackle this, and the headline is sleep texting, nothing to LOL about. Not sleepwalking sleep texting. So we come back in the next segment. I'm going to talk to you about some kids that are sleep texting. And then we'll see if Michael Mantel has any take on that or if we can use some sort of you know, decisional balance on how we handle that. All right, so this is Life in the Groove. Dr. Michael Mantel is my guest. He's already joined us for the first segment because he's so fantastic. So we're going to get into all kinds of stuff and uh, weight loss issues and the nitty-gritty, the psychological part, your thoughts, and how that can change everything, good or bad, positive or negative, and how you really have to wrap your brain around that, which is kind of a funny way of saying it. Tina Anderson, Life in the Groove, don't go anywhere. We will be right back in seconds. Love it. Thank you, Jay. That was good. Jay, my engineer, I wanted some sort of zombie song and I got my words mixed up. Life in the Groove, how you doing, Tina Anderson? Groove babies, are you in your groove? Are you balanced? Are all the pieces fitting? If you know anything about music, you know, being in the groove, in the pocket, kind of just holding the, towing the line, but in your own zone, all those things make life so much better. 
Uh, welcome to Williamsport, Pennsylvania, WWPA. Also on the East Coast, look at this. We've got uh, several um, in Pittsburgh, WBVP and WMBA. It's the hardest thing to get these words out. You guys got to have better radio call letters so I don't have to stumble over it. Uh, Arkansas, Hot Springs, KBHS. Thanks for listening. Michael Montel is on the line with me, Tina Anderson. <sighs> and we were, I was got fired up. So I'm going to, I'm calming down. I took a deep breath. I was so fired up about parents letting their kids become obese and just, oh, makes me crazy. And I'm a personal trainer, right? I mean, I, it's not the, it's not my main thing, but I am a trainer. I've been doing that for a long time. And I have one kid who is super skinny, just like I, he's 129 pounds and six, four. We can't keep weight on him. Right. And then my other one is five, nine, five, eight and a half and like 180 built like a football player and has a little bit of weight around his midsection that is just slowly coming off. And he's 14. And I, so I don't want my family. I just want you guys to know I'm not neurotic in my house. I don't judge everything. I don't, I don't wear a personal trainer hat all day. Uh, and I understand that you, you want your kids to feel comfortable, but there is a balance between, you know, giving them ideas on what's healthy and helps them grow versus just shoving food in their mouth and not caring or breaking down because they whine about not getting their happy meal or whatever. Uh, so, but, so, you know, just understand I'm passionate about that. You know, here's another thing. This is crazy. Uh, <laughs> Olivia Predman, age 17, woke up one morning from a dream she had about making plans with a friend, but it wasn't a dream. Her phone showed that during the night she had punched in her passcode, unlocked her phone, and uh, she had sent a text message. I mean, can you imagine reading and responding to text messages while asleep or, quote, sleep texting, similar to sleep walking? It's a growing concern among doctors grappling with a sleep-deprived population, young people who cannot be separated from their cell phones. And, of course, we know that lack of sleep is linked to obesity and what else? High blood pressure and probably... Um, a lot of other, well, a lot, tons of other issues, but those for sure. And I guess according to the research here, it's possible for part of the brain that controls motor skills to wake up while the part of the brain that governs memory and judgment um, can remain asleep. And that's why some people can perform rote movements such as walking, talking, texting, or even driving while they're sleeping, but the sleep texting is probably a symptom of larger problems, and that's our over-reliance on cell phones. Uh, I cannot believe that we are having a problem with teens texting in their sleep. Have you heard of this, Dr. Michael Mantel? Matter of fact, I'm taking care of a, a girl who is, um, I think she's like 15, 15 and a half. <clears throat> she calls it sexting, not sexting. But selecting, and the first time I heard it, I said, what is selecting? What is that? And she said, I, I, I post to Facebook in my sleep. I said, no, that's no. She said, no, yes, wait, look at no, this. no. She, she even does Pinterest while she's asleep. So, yeah, one of the interests, this is called a parasomnia. It's like a, it's a sleep disorder uh, which uh, uh, people exhibit strange behaviors while they're asleep. Now, this occurs during rapid eye movement. Um, it's uh, when dreaming occurs, and therefore it's, it really is very unhealthy. Um, it, it show, the brain waves recorded during REM sleep are the same as those recorded during the day. So you're, if you are used to responding to every little buzz and bleep and all that during the day instantaneously, if it catches you during REM sleep, you're going to do the same thing. Oh, so if their phone's next to you and you get a tweet and it you're beeps. Gonna, 
Well, you're going to oh react, and that's why what we've God. done with this one girl is we've told her, get rid of the phone. Uh, you got to turn it off, put it in the trunk of, the, of your mom's car, or whatever you can do. <laughs> uh, make sure that at least a half an hour before you go to bed, you're phone-free. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, if you have to have a phone in your bedroom, use a landline. And she honestly, <laughs> Tina, she said, a landline? What's a landline? Or Are whatever. you joking me? Yeah. Oh, no, we don't God. have landlines. <laughs> I I'm just I I'm astonished. I mean it, it's it's so scary. Uh, technology is so incredible. But what this what I'm thinking of now is some. In fact, someone's going to steal my idea right now. But just so I put it on the radio. This was my idea. Someone's going to come up with a movie where you know you're you're triggered to go kill someone or something. You know what I mean? Like some murder mystery where why is this person killing people? Well, their phone goes off and it's a it's some sort of signal that goes into their brain waves. I mean, how scary is this? Honestly, if you take it down the slippery slope that you could be triggered to do something in your sleep because of a pattern. That is so scary. Yeah, like sort of like the son of Sam asleep. Yes. Do this. Sleep text me. It's really amazing when you think about how uh, technology has infiltrated not just our waking hours, but our sleeping hours as well. Oh, my gosh. We really need technology-free hours in our house, don't we, for everybody? we need technology-free spots in our life. Not just in our house. So we need it at work. We need it when we're driving. We need it when we're when we're jogging. We tell me where we don't need to unplug. Sure. Um, but it's this is a, another avenue of sleepwalking for for young kids. That's what this is. This is sleepwalking for young kids. Oh, I can't believe she. I can't believe she posted. Now, have you? Did she post anything she'd be embarrassed about, or is it just normal stuff? Uh, weird. Is like that you could tell. Like, is she high? Is she drunk? <laughs> what was she doing? Um, okay. <laughs> so they don't intend to text, but the sleep texting—they get confused. They don't know what they're doing. They're sort of sleepwalking-ish, and they they grab their phone and they they hit some things. The next thing you know. They're mumbling a text message. Well, according to the research here, and I'm sure there's others like this, one in three teenagers sends more than 100 text messages a day, and that's according to the Pew Internet and American Life Project, and at least four out of five teens said they sleep with their phone on or near their bed. Not only that, but they've admitted in some with some of these um, cases that they're sleeping with the phone on their chest or in their hand. Right. So it's like they're... It's like their teddy bear. It's like you know, their blanket. I, I love Urban Dictionary. I read it religiously. So their thing on sleep texting, if I re, I don't have it memorized, but they always give these cute little examples like, like, hey, dude, you going to the party this weekend? No, I want a chocolate uh, malted. <laughs> what, do you, what, 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 what do you mean? Oh, I'm sorry. I must have been sleep texting. <laughs> wow. Uh, this is really scary stuff, and I have two teenagers, and one of them, well, actually, both of them aren't too bad about that. I mean, they use their phones and all that, but they're not they're not into social media that much except for Instagram. You know, so it's not too bad, but... How about you and I, though? Come on, let's oh, admit it. I, I have to admit that I use my phone for my... Um, I love using my phone just for my, uh, for my alarm because it's really simple and I can change. I can have three times so I can... Whatever. And so I do... I turned off the tweets so I don't get those, but I catch myself just aimlessly going to my phone to check, you know, whatever, messages, and that's, and I had to really, I have to really watch that. So I've given myself, um, and this is based on another fitness professional, Shalene Johnson, who had a great, has a great tip about that, and she basically schedules out her day, and she has social media in the morning for how, how much time, and then that's it, emails at a certain time, and then later in the day again. Well, and what I do, between. I'll tell you what I do, it's interesting, I use Hootsuite, 
it's a simple app, and I schedule out the uh, the tweets and the Facebook and LinkedIn that I'm going to put out there. Once in a blue moon, I'll, I'll schedule for something like 3 o'clock in the morning just to see if people... Michael, you were tweeting at 3 a.m.? <laughs> no, it's actually the day before around 2 in the afternoon. Right, exactly. It's a great, it's a great idea, though, to schedule those times for these things because it, it keeps you in control of your life. And you can have fun doing it. And that's the purpose of your program. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I love Hootsuite for that. It's, it helps out a lot. And I've used that too. So you guys, it's H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in case you guys are wondering, and not that we're doing social media here, but if you are in social media and you want to schedule out, it's probably one of the most uh, popular ones, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E. And I'm not getting paid by them. I'm just uh, <laughs> putting that out there. Okay. So we have a lot to talk about with the research and the work that you do. And it covers a lot of different areas but I like you enjoy and uh, I'm fascinated by the power of our thoughts and our mind and where that leads us the paths that we go based on the patterns of thinking and having overcome basically an eating disorder that I had to go through very you know difficult work obviously anytime you have something like that to figure out what I was doing and it took a long time I can't wait to jump in so you guys we're going to we're going to come back and we're going to jump into kind of the psychology of eating and overeating the choices you make and the patterns and how we can make those more positive more productive more life enriching to provide the results that you deserve in your life so when we come back that's what we're going to do Dr. Michael Mantel is my guest, and uh, we're going to dive into all of that. Don't forget, TinaAndersonOC.com is my blog, 855-892-9606 to call anytime with questions, comments, uh, anything else nice that you'd like to say. <laughs> all right, Life in the Groove with really good stuff continues in just moments. Love that song. It's a happy song. Some songs are just timeless. Hopefully, you're having a good weekend. It's a three-day weekend for, I would hope, all of you doing something fun. Dr. Michael Mantel joins us on Life in the Groove. This is Tina Anderson. Thanks for joining us this weekend. I do appreciate it. He wrote his thesis on the psychology of obesity, which is fascinating. And he's the chief psychologist of Children's Hospital and Health Center of San Diego and the San Diego Police Department. And he's a coach, and he, he provides breakthrough strategies to help people in business, to help athletes, to help wannabe athletes, <laughs> uh, families, you name it, as senior fitness consultant for behavioral sciences for the American Council on Exercise, ACE, which I'm involved with as well and love them. Dr. Michael Mantel.com. Oh, wait, is it doctor or is it just Michael Mantel? It's doctor, right? It is, but please call me Michael. Okay, Michael. All right, so uh, Fitness Psych on Twitter as well. All right, so this is a short segment. Uh, we got about four minutes, but you, you talk about the mind and your thoughts. Why is that your theme? Well, because you can't, if the, if the mind isn't engaged, the body isn't working. Imagine you're in a hospital and you have, you're in a coma. Someone comes in and goes, there's a fire. Are you going to be frightened enough to get up out of bed and run out of there? No, you're going to burn to a crisp. You know why? Because you're not thinking. And here's the mantra. The link is what you think. Repeat after me. Yes. The link is what you 
In other words, if something happens at point A, the activating event, at point B, you have a belief about that situation, and at point C, depending on your belief, you have a reaction. So let's just say that your employer accuses you of stealing money. You believe, she has no right to accuse me, she's such a you-know-what. At C, you're angry. But let's go back. What if at B, you say, oh my goodness, I'm, I, I better not lose my job, that would be terrible. If that's the belief you have about being accused of money, then you feel anxious. And so what I found is whether it's with obesity or fitness or overall health or relationships or mood, that the way we think about ourselves, other people, and our lives determines how we're going to react. It hit me many, many years ago. I was working at a, a TV station. And I, was getting, I was on a traffic jam. There was traffic backed up. I couldn't move. I looked to my left. I looked to my right. I, I couldn't go. I realized I was starting to get really angry and very worried. Anger, anxiety, and depression are the three big emotions that people suffer from. But what I was telling myself was, this is horrible. I can't stand it. The traffic is making me angry. I'm going to get fired. Oh, my God, this is going to be horrible. And I realized, wait a minute. Think, T-H-I-N-K, T. Is what I'm thinking true? Is it H, helpful? Is it I, inspiring? Is it N, necessary for me to think this way? And K, am I being kind? I don't have a shred of evidence that any of what I'm thinking is true. I realized that traffic was doing nothing to me, except slowing me down. Everything else was what I was doing to me. Hmm. Want to hear another great example? Yes. You're a trainer. My wife is a trainer as well. Someone, I was working with a client in the gym, and uh, this guy said, oh, my God, that barbell scares the hell out of me. I said, really? Tell me about that. What are you thinking? He said, oh, God, I'm just terrified. I'm going to lift it, and it's going to crush me. The barbell is just a barbell. <laughs> it's like the cupcake. It's not talking to you. <laughs> oh, come on. Cupcakes talk. Not only do they talk, but they send fat cells to your body before you even eat them. Right. Let's be honest. You just breathe them. You breathe them and you get fat. Oh, come on. And so, you know, people get, get very, very um, confused about physical hunger and emotional hunger. And it all starts with the way people think. So we can get into that if you want to. But uh, the, the key here is that if you demand, insist, and expect that you be a certain way, if you demand, insist, and expect that other people treat you a certain way, and if you demand, insist, and expect that life is a certain way, D-I-E, demand, insist, expect, you're going to create anger, anxiety, and or depression. So the simple tool is the next time, two minutes after you hear this broadcast, you don't like the way you feel. Ask yourself a very simple question. What am I thinking that's making me feel this way? Because the event isn't making me feel this way. Get it? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, so what am I thinking that's making me feel this way? What am, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? What am I telling myself right. that's making me feel this way? The other person who just cut me off on the freeway isn't making me angry. Just cut me off. What am I telling myself? He shouldn't do that to me. Right. He's, he's making me feel less important. No, he's not. He just cut you off. Right. Okay. Wow, so many little acronyms and things. I'm trying to write them all down. If you guys are driving and uh, you're going, oh, my gosh, you know, this will be a podcast. It'll be, um, and I'll give you the link so you can go back and 
Listen at your leisure. We're going to get into more of this in moments with Dr. Michael Montel on Life in the Group. Life in the Groove, Tina Anderson, how are you? Thanks for joining us this three-day weekend. Hope you fit in some time for some uh, R&R, which is so critical. And uh, Dr. Michael Mantel is my guest, and we have so much we can talk about. Don't you like the way I'm so mellow right now? You got that, Jay? See, I'm matching the music. That's my old DJ days. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of mellow and R&R, uh, I believe, and I know that, uh, that Michael believes this as well, and he's going to just briefly talk about this, I believe that to live longer and to live happier, you have to have some rejuvenation time. Um, how do people live longer and better? Well, it's a great question. I'll tell you, it's not an exaggeration uh, that almost everything people have been taught about aging has been wrong. The most precious resource, more important than money, house, friends, is our health. And um, uh, a friend of mine, Walter Bortz, B-O-R-T-Z, brilliant guy, 84 years old, professor of medicine at Stanford. Uh, he and his wife, Ruth Ann, have run a marathon every year for the last 40. I said they're eight in their 80s. <sighs> And including the Boston Marathon when it all blew up. And Walter, uh, professor of medicine at Stanford, says more important than your heart, lungs, kidneys, all the rest are your legs. That's the key. And so he has a uh, book, Dare to, to Live to 100. And he talks about the importance of diet and attitude and renewal. You talked about renewal just a moment ago and exercise. The good news is that um, middle age is now 40 to 80, and older age is 80 to 100. So we have a long way to go. <laughs> I love it. Don't you love it? I love it. it. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, you ask, what do we need to do? Well, we need to ha- have a positive mindset and be fully participatory in life. We can't sit home, pull the shades, and turn on the news. We need relationships. Go to your local gym, your local Y, the, you know, the house of worship, your Starbucks. Find a new student center. Remember the student center? I do. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, exercise. And that's critically important. That's what makes the difference. It beats genes. It beats uh, anything you can think of. Um, next to nutrition, because you can't out-eat. You, know, you, you can't, you know, sorry, out-exercise. A bad diet, a bad sure. Diet. Yeah. Volunteer. People who are living and well and actively aging are volunteering. They're, they're engaged fully in life. They even have trust and faith in something bigger than themselves. Because we know that age, Harvard tells us that aging is not predicted by genes, cholesterol levels, stress level. It's predicted by the ability to turn lemons into lemonade, having a stable relationship. Tomorrow morning, I'm interviewing uh, Claudia Kawas who was just on 60 Minutes uh, not long ago and talking about her study uh, up at, uh, in, in Irvine area uh, about people who live to 90-plus. And what she's found is healthy relationships, even a romantic relationship, 
couple of drinks a day, exercise. Bingo. No. A couple <laughs> anyway. of drinks a day. You like that part? <laughs> and by the way, she says not just red wine. Could oh. be anything. Oh, okay. A couple of cups of coffee a day. Perfect. Um, and the interesting thing, trainer Tina, yes. is that as you get older, having a couple of extra pounds is okay. There you go. Oh, my gosh. I want to jump into this for the last segment a little bit more because I love the book, The Blue Zone, which I'm sure you're familiar with that talk. Yeah, which is fascinating. My dad basically lives that without even knowing it. It's crazy. My dad's 87 and could could outdo, you know, half the teens really around him. He's so incredible. Isn't but anyway, great? yeah, I know it's fantastic, but I'm I'm dying to talk about this a little bit more and then just give a couple tips for for someone listening that feels overwhelmed with starting their journey. Whatever their journey is because you can talk about any kind of journey, whether it's weight loss or um, a relationship is a mess or they just are like I'm just drowning. I don't know how to even start. I want to end with that so you can think about that. Let's finish up with talking about this. I have a couple questions about the uh, longevity study. Fantastic. Uh, Michael Mantel, drmichaelmantel.com on Life in the Groove in Moments. Wait, I gotta sit down. I'm dancing. Good music <laughs> by myself. That's fine. Uh, hopefully, I'm not by myself because all of you are listening. You're you're here, and maybe you are listening to the podcast right now um, because I am going to put this on Get Fit, Stay Healthy, which is linked to my blog, TinaAndersonOC.com. I'll give this also to uh, Dr. Michael Mantel, my guest today, in case he wants to use it. Um, real quickly, DrMichaelMantel.com, Fitness Psych on Twitter. Any other way to get a hold of you for a private or to just follow you? They can contact media? me at my email address. It's very simple. Okay. Dr. Mantell, D-R-M-A-N-T-E-L-L at me, M-E dot com. Okay, there you go. And I like that you're, you know, you work in psychology and forgive me for those of you that this is not, you know, the case, but, and you actually are usually clean shaven because my <laughs> husband has a theory that psychologists are all with beard and mustache to hide their own stuff. Right. right? Well, I'm a, I focus on positive well-being. <laughs> and, I'm uh, sorry. Someone's going to be so mad at me, but uh, my husband has his master's in, in, uh, in counseling and, and, and went through a lot of classes and jokes around about that. And I actually have my master's degree with an emotional intelligence thesis oh. and so I went to school with some people that were going that route and I always said why do you guys all have hair on your face I don't get it <laughs> okay sorry I'm not trying to make anybody upset you mentioned legs uh dare to live to 100 right we're talking about that so what did, did we did I miss that or does that mean the exercise no that's the exercise okay that's the exercise go, okay. I, I could tell a great story this is wonderful um Dr. Bortz was down visiting with me a couple of weeks ago um and we were speaking and uh Went out for dinner, introduced him to the guy who owns the restaurant, and he said, oh, can I ask you a question? Um, you're the leading gerontologist in the country. Um, my mother's 73. She runs two miles a day. Her doctor wants her to go on antihypertensive medication because he thinks she's pre-hypertensive. So Dr. Board said, well, first of all, here's what I, tell you, what I suggest. Tell her, get a new doctor. Number two, go out and run another half mile a day. <laughs> <laughs> he said, giving people that age these, these hypertensive, unless they're hypertensive, is dangerous because it, it takes the energy away, and they could fall and really hurt themselves. But the answer is, go for a walk. John Rady, who wrote the wonderful book Spark, 
um, told me recently that the, more important than Zoloft and these antidepressant medications and ADHD medications get people to exercise. And I said, okay, you're the expert. What exercise do you think is the best? Is there one you recommend? Yes. Number one, get a friend. Two, go outside. Three, just go for a walk. Oh, my goodness. Isn't, Isn't it that, so simple? Isn't it simple? I mean, people who are listening now, what excuse are you giving yourself um, to, uh, to avoid doing that? It may be that you have a fixed mindset um, that, you know, a challenge is something to avoid for you or an obstacle is something you give up easily. Effort is just a, is a, is fruitless. Um, the, when you hear about other people doing it, you feel uh, threatened, and you tell yourself erroneously, I'll never do it. It's this all-or-nothing thinking. The link is what you think. Instead, we need what's called a growth mindset. We embrace challenge, and you persist in the face of setbacks, and you see effort as a path to mastery. And when you find other people doing things, you say, wow, if they can do it, I can do it. So I, I, that's, that's critical. Um, I'll give you another uh, acronym. Sure, <laughs> Full I love, of them. love them. This one I call LEAN, L-E-A-N. Everyone wants to get lean, right? So this stands for really as we age actively in a healthy way, love and laugh. And, and this is what your program is about. This, is. Is, what you're, this yeah. is what you're about. E is exercise and enjoy. Go out and take a walk and find do something you enjoy, not what you read about in Shape Magazine necessarily. It, this is not, there's no one way to live along. A, appreciate every little step you take. And whether you are the, whether you're Tina, Michael, or the guy around the corner, Whatever you've accomplished, appreciate that you've accomplished something. And above all, know on the negative. L-E-A-N. Know oh, on the negative. Love it. We want to be as positive and as, as, as appreciative and filled with gratitude, because you know the studies on gratitude. Sure. Take, take a minute, two minutes every day, and think about what went right at the end of the day or at getting out of bed. What's going to go right? What can go right today? Lots of things can go wrong. Keep your focus on what can go right. It's an amazing mindset change. I love it. And that might be the, that might be just the thing for someone who's overwhelmed with, I don't know where to start. I love just, just find someone, um, and if you can't find someone right away, go out and just start walking. Get someone and just one small step in one area. Uh, to make a change because I think people try to do everything at once and it's so overwhelming to try to tackle every little aspect. And then when you take that one step, don't compare and despair. Don't compare yourself. <laughs> well, everything. one step, that's no big deal. Right. No, for me, that's great. I'm very proud. I took a step today. I love that. I love that. Okay, well, you've got tons of stuff. You've got a guest blog for me and put all this on there. Can I talk you into that uh, you at might. some point? Sure, of course. Okay, good. We'll talk about that after the show, but I would love to get some of this on there. You, I'm sure you've got this written somewhere. You can just you know, copy and paste. So, Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Michael Mantel, michaelmantel.com, fitness psych on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much, and this will be uh, posted shortly on my blog. There will be a link, and it's the podcast link, and it will be there. 
so you guys can catch all of this at another time and write things down because I know you'll probably, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss all this. Thank you to my engineer, Jay Olin, so much for all the great tunes that he supplies. I appreciate that. Don't forget to uh, reach out and touch me, you know, and you know what I mean, uh, at tinaandersonoc.com, 855-892-9606. Anytime, phone calls, uh, leave really positive messages. No, nothing else. I won't accept them. Next week, I talk to a sports psychologist as we kind of continue with this author of The Champion's Mind. We're going to talk about pesticides, too. Is it really that bad? Are you really getting that much pesticides? According to them, you're not, but we'll, we'll tackle both sides of that. Until then, make good choices, set appropriate boundaries, spread some good vibrations in the world, find something to laugh about. Every day, every single day, my friends, something to laugh about. Read the comics, something. And listen to me, manage your stress. Please, I'm begging you. I'm down on my knees. Begging. Look, I'm begging. I'm begging. Manage your stress before it manages you. This is Tina Anderson reminding you to live your life in the groove. And once again, thank you so much, Dr. Michael Mantel.